Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts, and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door, Miss Beatrix. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut. Who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of your head. Today, I am talking with a friend of mine, Black Sun, who is a black bull, and would like to talk about the art of seduction, the lost art of seduction, and what it's like to be a black bull for couples, and what it's like to have a big black cock. (laughs) So, I hope you enjoy so hello black sun hello (laughs) now let me first introduce you to our listeners you are a 30 year old male a i have to say handsome black man (laughs) and (laughs) a black bull active in the swinger and bdsm lifestyles and an admin at the Pervert Paradise Discord server, which is how I know you. And so when I approached Black Sun for, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm doing a podcast. What do you want to talk about? What are you passionate about? And he told me, he said, the art of seduction. So that is what we are going to get into. We're also going to talk about um, him as a Black Bull. And of course, Miss Beatrix is going to love to talk about the BBC. So let's go ahead and hop in, Black Sun. Now, tell me, tell the listeners, what is seduction? All right, B. So the art of seduction, because really anyone can be seductive, but To truly have a claim over that art, it's taking your knowledge of an individual, the things you've learned about them in particular, you know, like the way they like to be touched or a smoldering look in the eyes, Mm -hmm. something that can speak unspoken promises of some hellish pleasure. (laughs) love how you say that (laughs) appreciate it then applying all of this knowledge Mm -hmm. of an individual and making them ache making them squirm all senses thrown to the wind and worked up for simply a whisper to shatter what little bit of resistance they have well damn I mean, you're not even seducing me and just describing that makes me want to quiver in my seat. (laughs) So that's what I find. I'm like so excited to talk about this because even you just describing a general definition is something that is a lost art. And like, so why have we lost that? Because I know you've probably read a lot of people have read like old love letters that, you know, people used to write back in the day, like 
what happened to the art of seduction? I honestly want to say what happened to it, at least in my observations and humble opinion, is that we got very complacent with the technology that we have. And Mm. it's so simple to just snap uh, snap a picture of a body part and send it. And I'm not saying that that's not a form of seduction in itself, but we've gotten very lazy with it. Mm. It's just dick, pussy, tits, there. Mm. Nobody takes the time to... I mean, if you want to do something special, like I said, taking information that you know, personal fetish that they will have, fireman, nurse, police officer, it ain't got to be perfect, but if you can get your hand on even a couple of the items to make up that outfit and you wanted to do a photo shoot, the cameras we have today would allow that. Just don't mm. see it as often. Mm. Yeah, so the effort behind it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking too, what do you think about this? It has porn ruined us as well? In a way... It's given us an over-stimulation to visual seduction in a bit. I would say that that may have had some impact. Mm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm still... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, but I'm still thoroughly convinced it's just something where with this new generation of people... Uh, being so focused on their sexuality and sexual identity, it's it's kind of become a little clinical. Mm, so, yeah. like, yeah. It, it it's become a lot more clinical, a lot more procedural. Right. And I, I was sitting here thinking about the amount of younger, you know, so men younger than you, so low low twenties that, you know, were, I don't know. They, they'll say they were 10. They've been watching porn since they were 10 years old, which I don't know about you, but when I grew up, like the internet was not, it was around, but it was terrible. (laughs) Like there was, you were waiting 30 minutes for a picture to load. Right. So yeah, if you're watching porn and you're like watching a full scene and you think, oh, man, all I have to do is take out my dick and she sucks it. Okay, that's easy enough. <laughs> right. So I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like that may be a piece of it. Anyways, um, it, it's, it's <clears throat> it is kind of a piece. But in the same breath, uh, for those that were still saying they were watching it at 10, uh, there were VHSs and everything. Porn still existed back then. You could still find it. And mm-hmm. when I was able to be nosy enough to get my hands on that, there were a lot of scenes that did have a more seductive element to it. Mm. Hell, there were a lot of them that were completely, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? It had no you know, vocal recordings. It was Mm. just all visual. And then 
well, that's where we get the cheesy porno music theme. Yes, I was going to say the the porno music, yeah. Exactly. So, and that was more of a seductive thing than just straight raunch. Yeah. And don't get it twisted. I can get down with a good bit, a good amount of raunch, but <laughs> I'm getting older, so I'm craving a bit more seduction. I love that. Yes. So, I wanted to bring up something too before we really get into it. You had told me that you know you had studied up on seduction and kink from a young age and then developed your own style when it comes to seduction. Like, can you explain that more? Can you elaborate on that more? Yes. Um, So as a child, I, (laughs) I did stay up later than I meant to. (laughs) Let's not, let's not lie. (laughs) I stayed up late because I could, I could get away with it. Uh, mm. Not because my mom always allowed it, just because I was that sneaky. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, there was always a program that would come on late at night. We would get it on um, HBO. It's called Real Sex. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that is a program that very much started more of a sexual question in my head. Because not only would they so they they showed segments it it'd be full balls to the walls everybody get to see everything and I feel like that was a great way for me personally to be brought into it because it showed me these individuals who were sexual but weren't porn stars they were just people you could run into any day. So it very much shaped my judgments of people growing up. I love that. But yeah. it also, and it also instilled in me a burgeoning curiosity because in the same breath that they were showing all this, they were explaining it. It was, yes. they were interviews. They were explanations on proper, you know, oral technique. I I still remember an episode where it was a a whole class about it and it it had fascinated me. I was like, this is something people just can actually talk about and learn. I was like, interesting. Yeah. I actually remember that episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They they ran a lot of episodes on repeat. Trust me. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) (laughs) I, think, I honestly think that whole series was no more than maybe 25 to 50 episodes, I think. Mm, yeah. You knew them intimately, though. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they were kind enough to do a segment on hentai and, and uh, not animated porn. I'm wrong. It was an episode about a uh, sex bots and sex toys. And I remember that they had flashed at least in animation. So I was like, oh, so they even get with this too. Interesting. So, okay. So that really explains a lot. Now, how about the, like, how did you learn as a young man how to seduce a partner? 
more through novels, like uh, romance novels. It was a little bit later in the day. I'm sorry, a little bit later in the age. And I didn't have too much confidence on how to approach girls or anything like that. Brothers had tried to give me their own advice and, you know, they were just doing what they could for their little awkward brother. <laughs> but I understood, I came to a point where I understood I just wouldn't have the confidence they had because the time hadn't been put in. So like everything in my life, I'm hard headed and I can't take the advice that's given to me. So I have to find it a way for it to fit my own way. And reading these books, talking more on the phone with females so there isn't a face-to-face -face factor, and it gave me kind of, in a way, a cheat sheet. Because if I had already read the book, I could, I could very much get into the character, or at least that, that feeling. And... So it was a way, it was reading those books and watching how the men treated their partners in the stories. And then more importantly, how those partners reacted to that treatment. It, I see. It, yeah. Yes, yes. Seduction is very much not about you if you're the one who is being the seducer. At least yeah. if, in my eyes to be effective at the job. Yeah. So what kind, like, what were you reading? Because like the only romance novel I know are, you know, of the typical female driven ones. <laughs> um, a few paranormal romances. There were trashy, um, trashy paperbacks that I would find in just grocery stores. I had been given one by a friend and, we set off on it, but I would say my first one started off with an author named Rebecca York, um, Shadows of the Moon, and good God, it was about a werewolf PI that was trying to crash a sex dungeon called the castle. Mm. That sounds sexy, actually. And... <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I will... Uh, I will slide you that author and I will figure out a way to get that book to you. But um, that is the premise. Um, and the only way he was going to get in was to go in as someone who was a patron. So it, it gave a lot of good examples for possible starting of trusting relationships with that. And again, a lot of more non-conventional ways of seduction with BDSM and tools of that nature. Yeah. I think, and that, correct me if I'm wrong, this is just my thinking. I think that you kind of fell in love with uh, like seduction. You read these stories and you're, you kind of fell in love with it. It became something you admired and then acted out. It became a way for me to 
start my sexual identity, at least as someone who was going to be, at the time, what I wanted to, uh, how to explain it, at the time, a pursuer. It And it very much was a bit over-romanticized for me because, in my eyes, seduction was about akin to romance. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. when I think what I think is missing from at least my previous long-term relationships is that seduction, even in the beginning. I mean, yeah. So, what is your favorite way to seduce a woman? My favorite way. <laughs> See, that's a tough question. I've got more than one. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. I'll say, if anything, my favorite type of seduction is up close with touch. I love trailing my fingers down my partner's bodies. And I love knowing what are usually the most erogenous zones to touch. And honestly, I think I like that the most because not a lot of people know that those spots are very public. So interesting public seduction, public seduction where it's unexpected. That's my favorite type. So what's one of those like public erogenous zones out in the open on a woman on anybody really you could find them as plainly as the shoulders and if one's not looking and you brush any kind of open skin fingers lips even a small nibble if you know the flesh is sensitive enough and just watch their entire body stiffen those eyes pop open in surprise and their pupils dilate just the tattest. I love it. Magical. Magical. Yes. See, and that that is a lost art. Truly, at least in my experience with men, a lost art. I imagine women are just puddles of arousal around you in person. <laughs> um, now... Yeah. What if you wanted to seduce a man? Is that any different? Hmm. That is actually something I was discussing with a personal friend of mine last night. And it's something that uh, I'm certain there is a uh, male on male seduction in um any kind of gay, bi, LGBT sphere. That I know only a tad a bit amount about, but there is something that I don't see too much. I don't see too much of women going that extra mile for the seduction of a male. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying (laughs) none of them do that. I'm not saying that no one does it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that by my experience, there's a very huge disparity. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I, I'm trying to think, have I ever seduced a man? 
I think there's looks that I get, and I think girls are good at that, you know? You mm. know how to use there, those looks. <laughs> subtle cues. Yes. Subtle cues. Subtle cues, I've noticed, are a more feminine a more feminine form of seduction where more grandiose gestures are male seduction. Mm. And you know me, like we've had this conversation before. That's, um, I get kind of, I guess, traditional in the way I am sometimes with sex. Like I want to be taken. It's that female um, primal instinct to be taken by a man. And so I feel like those subtle cues are like little communications. Oh, look at me. I'm a little, a last little lamb. You want to come get me? (laughs) (laughs) Even still, I'll still, even if you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel there, but that even that is still seduction. Yeah. Just, just calling out. Hmm. Because as much as I like the subtle seduction, a closed mouth is not going to get fed. <laughs> Can not every not everyone is going to pick up on that. Even I am a dunce more often than not. I did admit that I was hard headed at the start of this. <laughs> that's that's a very good point. Not not you being hard headed, but people just <laughs> not picking up on cues. Yeah. Um. One thing that I love that you said, Blackstone, is when we were talking about this initially, you said seduction is a longer game of foreplay, double the reward. Oh, yes. How I love that. It is. Elaborate, please. Okay. So seduction being a long game of foreplay because seduction is as long as you want to make it. Seduction does not equate to sex. That is a very common misconception that I've seen. And again, in my humble opinion, I'm not an expert, but it's it does not it leads to sex. Yes, but it does not always involve sex. The act of seduction So that means that if you're going to go the extra mile to tease, that's just longer foreplay. That's that's the longer foreplay. And it's a more mental game of foreplay because, yes, you can go you can go down on someone, perform moral. You you can lick their pussy till the cow comes home. But. That's going to be a physical reaction to physical stimuli. Still going to work. And the technique of the person can make it even better. But it still leaves that mental blank, not touched upon. And I've learned that once you do touch upon that, it only amplifies the physical. I see. So for you, that seduction is a lot of it is mental. You're winning that mental. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The whole act is based around the, the whole act is based around showing someone how much you've learned about them, per, in particular them. Mm-hmm. 
because I because kink we have all these tags, we have all these fetishes, but that does not mean that you're going to find the same combination of fetishes and kinks in the in, 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 there's no way you will find the same identical ones in another person. There's always going to be a variation. And that variation and finding it, that is, that's what you're going for, is finding that one variation that makes them special and showing them you paid attention to it. Yeah. Well, everybody wants to be seen, right? I mean, we all do. Everyone wants to be seen, noticed, um, appreciated. Yeah. So what is... Well, before I ask that, I thought this was a really interesting question that someone had given me to ask you. Is there a difference between seduction and manipulation? Absolutely. There is a difference. It's a subtle difference, but it's also the most important difference, and that's intent. Seduction, you are moving. Seduction, you are making these plays and moving these pieces in towards a goal of making that other person feel the most pleasurable manipulation. You're focusing solely on yourself. And I'm not saying that the tactics can't be used in both, but it all goes back to intent. Yeah. Are you, are you trying to seduce this person because you care about them? Or are you just trying to seduce this person because you just want to get a nut? Mm. Yeah. Very smart answer. Yeah. Agreed. I see that. Now, what would be your advice to someone who wants to learn how to seduce a partner? Listening in advance and not being stupid when you get a chance. So that would be my advice is that because most, if not everything that you're looking for is uh, as far as when you're getting information on trying to seduce someone, it'll fall out of their mouth. I promise you it very much will. And in very, very odd ways. In my personal experience, I talk to a lot of individuals who have problems with their males, come to me about male advice. And and when I was younger, I would pay attention to that very heavily because I could see exactly where that relationship was headed. So... If you've been telling me everything you don't like about a person, as soon as you are not with them, I have everything I need to make you feel special. Mm, I see. Yeah. I have everything I need. Now, again, it's also about intent because you could say that's manipulation or you could say that's seduction. But my intent was never to harm them Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It was more so I honestly not pitied them, 
mm-hmm. but I I cared about them to some extent, so I wanted them to feel like you could have that. Mm-hmm. And if I can be that for you for a night, well, why wouldn't I do that for you? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> there's something you said that relates so much to this next question I wanted to ask you. So I'm going to kind of combine those two. You had said, when you do get it, don't be stupid. I think those were your words or don't fuck it up or something. So listen to- in advance, listen in advance and not be stupid. Once you get your chance. Yes. So to me, this relates to this next question. I had, you know, if you've been with someone a while, you're married, long-term relationship, you know, mm-hmm. you've ob- obviously seduced them, you know, to be with you, which is great. But I feel like, see, I'm kind of manipulating the question here. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like, so, at least in my experience, some men, when they have it, it's gone. Then it's no longer a long term seduction game. So, how. What's your advice to seducing like your long-term partner, keeping that kind of artist seduction alive? Well, first, if you're well-versed in this, you should know that it's because I'll, I'll be honest, I'm guilty of the same thing, but in the same breath that I was guilty of it, I recognize that I still paid attention to certain things that my wife enjoyed, certain things that we still stayed in touch with. And believe it or not, it was more media characters and everything. I never went so far as to role play as said characters, but I damn sure paid attention to the qualities that she was enjoying about them. Oh so, my gosh. I want to highlight that. What you just said is so smart. Paying attention to what your woman or man likes mm-hmm. in a media character. I love that. That well, That is such good advice. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. Like I said, I garnered a lot of my stuff from uh, books. Whereas nowadays I would say, it's more of a, well, I'm a big nerd, so it's more of a video game to anime type of thing for me. But like I said, we would watch shows. I'd pay attention to those qualities, and then I'd alter my formula. And if it got a little stale, then I would just alter again. Mm. But I would be more willing to alter than she. So Mm. can't fix that. (laughs) Yeah. Love that. Love that. So how's (laughs) this kind of a personal question for me? Can you seduce a slut, a really slutty woman that's open sexually, sexually confident. Can you seduce a woman like that? Second verse is same as the first. You could. <laughs> it, again, it's a different form, though. 
Because if you have someone that's a slut or hypersexual or anything like that, I mean, yeah, you all could be banging those out. And but it's still, you know, that's because you both are sexual and needed. Mm -hmm. If you take the time and you don't even have to be gentle about it, it could be as rough as you want it to be. And it's still seduction. But if you know she likes your hair pulled, you know she likes to be slammed against the wall, and you ain't doing that every day, that's a form of seduction because that's a treat. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Right, because you, yeah. you could just be like, all right, sweetie, go leaving for work. I'm going to just push you against the fridge right here and give you a kiss. Right? It's very simple. Very, very simple. Yep. Doesn't even have to leave the sex, and if you do it like that, trust me. By the time you get home, she's gonna be think she's gonna have thought about it to the point where all of that is. She's going to have thought about it. That's actually thank you for that. I almost forgot about that little bit of tidbit of a form of seduction that leaves them wanting. Yes, double the reward. That's what I was gonna say. Your words, double the reward. Yep. It's the same analogy as if you want a microwave of meal versus whether you want to actually take the time and cook it. Mm, yeah. Still going to get fed, but the taste <laughs> is going to be vastly different. Yes. Yes. And more nourishing to your body, right? That home oh, cooked meal. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> tell me, we're going to switch topics a little bit to you being a black bull. And if anyone is listening, a bull, I'm going to let you answer that, actually. Um, what is a what is a bull? What is a black bull? Okay. Well, a bull in general, because a bull is essentially a term we use for swingers who want a male to come in and either fuck them or fuck their wives or both. It's a male that comes in as a third party for the couple. A black bull is, well, pretty much the same thing, but at a certain level of skin tone onto it. And you have a black bull. Now, I will be honest about this because a black bull, in my eyes, can be has. There is such a thing as a feeling of being a black bull and not feeling too good about yourself. I will be honest. Hmm. For for that reason alone, I will say that in my own personal experience, I've had that feeling and I've wrestled with it. And I've came back to it and reanalyze it again and again so for me personally a black bull is someone who knows the history of their own people accepts it and go ahead and still moves in that operation but does it silently that's that's for them hmm i would say like there's a lot of levels there black sun there's a lot of okay so first i want to ask you what what makes you feel bad thinking about the history of 
a black bull in conjuncture to Cheddar Slavery, mm. I would say it's it, it if you didn't know the history and you end up going and looked at looking at it after you've been this for a while, it's a bit jarring. Just mm. just a bit jarring. So for me, it became if I'm going to keep moving in this uh, in this fashion, if I do want to still be a black bull, how do I do that? Come to terms with it, and most importantly, not make an embarrassment of myself. Hmm. Because even though I am an individual, I'm still a black man, mm-hmm. and actions like that can breed a negative narrative in the community that I don't want to perpetuate. How would you embarrass yourself? By being someone that would just throw this into the wind, like throw this very much in public in a porn industry type of thing. That's just a character, but putting it more of a public light on it and being very ignorant about that history would be very, it's, it's, it's all about being, it's all about, yeah, you can do what you want to do behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to question you because behind closed doors, that's your house. That's your rules. You do things however the hell you want. Mm -hmm. But if that's what you're going to do indoors, keep the shit indoors. It doesn't have to be a public thing. And are you talking about kind of just the highlighting the race play aspect? A bit. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. We are, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, but before let's we get, get there, um, how, how did you get into, first of all, just being a bull? What got you started? By realizing that if I was going to keep keep doing random hookups, that it would be easier to just get a couple. Mm. It would match the it would match the parameters of the agreement I had set up with my partner. It would very much not make me worry about if that person was emotionally taken care of afterwards. And it just all seemed to fall into place for that. So that's how it started out. And then upon getting a taste for it, because I'd always seen it in porn or just some of the stories I read. Mm -hmm. And once I got a taste of it, I, realized I did like it. Mm. It was it was a different type of high, a different type of sexual high for me. Yeah. I can relate to that because what you said, the random encounters, you know, I had those and those leave me feeling pretty empty. After a while it feels good and then you start feeling empty a bit. Um mm. and the couple experience being a third for a couple it's a bit more rewarding. Now I, I myself have worn myself out if I'm ever third, a third for couples and I do it for a while. I do mm-hmm. end up 
um, I'll be driving home and I'll be like, man, like, I'm just tired of driving home alone. <laughs> like basically that, yeah. like, I'm just filling everybody's fantasies. What about mine? <laughs> Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it. I don't, I don't think it's talked about enough. The, the ones that are third, you know, the unicorns and the bulls. Um, it yeah, means- no, there's a, there's a certain level of, uh, you still got to take that lonely drive home and yes. you still got to go back and be alone at the end of the night. Now, yes. and I've had some, I've had some very generous couples. Um, and I'm more than happy to be a cuddle bug, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, you're right. It's more often or not that I go home and I feel just a little bit more, just a little bit more alone, honestly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, uh, that happened to me once and I, I had learned how to, cause I was hitting it hard. I mean, I was, I was seeing different couples every week, you know, and, um, I learned how to avoid that feeling because it, you get high off of it. It feels great at first. You don't even think about being alone. You're just like, man, I just had the most fun time. Great <laughs> Right. And- I, I just had great sex. I mean, I honestly just, the, the woman just literally got on her knees, locked her arms around the back of my knees and said, bam. So <laughs> yeah. How could you, how do you, how could you be unfulfilled after that? But yeah. It happened. It does. It does. Um, now what do you, what would you say you get from, you know, being that third for a couple fulfilling their fantasy. What do you get out of it? I would say what I get out of it, it depends on the couple. If it's someone that I'm, if it's someone that I've established rapport with, if it's someone that I've established some kind of communication, something like that, some kind of burgeoning friendship, I, I just enjoy, I I enjoy getting to make someone come. Hmm. It's as simple as that. Honestly, sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't get too more complicated than that. I just really do enjoy making someone come. And if I get two for the price of one, especially if the husband is androgynous looking, then that's a definite plus for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it's, now, if it's just a hookup, depending on no 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 pre no prior thing, I can I I, I can be a bit more mean, a mm-hmm. bit more a bit more of an asshole because you brought me in here because you couldn't do this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> so so now I'm gonna be looking at now I'm gonna be looking at you sideways now you can't talk too much otherwise you're gonna throw off my fucking groove and then I'm gonna have to have some we're gonna have to fix that problem (laughs) yeah yeah now a little uh, another question I was just wondering here so you've got the and I know you know the difference just if someone listening doesn't you've got the hot wife situation where it's a married woman and the husband and the woman 
you know, just get off on her fucking other men. And he's there and he may fuck afterwards or before, but he's all for it. Um, you know, it's, and then you've got the cuckold situation where it's more humiliating for the husband. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's usually some humiliation, some, um, forced by, uh, so with that said, which situation do you prefer better hot wife or cuckold? Uh, that's hard because honestly you can have both in the same scenario. Yes. <laughs> and I, and I honestly, if I'm being greedy, I would prefer to have both, mm-hmm. but I think cuckold would probably still be a favorite in my dark heart. So yeah, I'd say cuckolding is yeah. a more of a favorite thing because it allows me to kind of take take out some aggression and frustration if need be. Yes. Yes. I would have guessed that for you. Cause I think we share that we like the psychological aspects of sex, you know, and cuckolding is very deeply psychological. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Especially in that couple dynamic. So how about married woman? In these situations, in these uh, swinger situations, whether it be a hot wife or a cuckoldress, um, do you use your artist seduction with married women? Hmm. I have. It's It flows back into the, if I'm hearing you telling me everything a per- the man you're with is not doing. And I can fulfill those. Yes. So, yeah, I have. Mm. As as much as I want to say I'm a good person, yes, I have. No, I think I think that really is applicable, right? Because if you're coming in as a third, and especially if it's a mm-hmm. cuckold situation, and you know, you know, the woman might be like, my husband has a really small dick and he loves me humiliating him for it. I'm sure you're going to play up your big black cock when you get there. I mean, that would just be smart <laughs> to do. Um, Believe it or not, it's not something that I, uh, I, I'm very humble about my size, to be honest. I know, <laughs> I know I'm not, I ain't short thinking by any means, but I'm very humble about my size. So mm-hmm. believe it or not, I don't get, I don't, advertise it that much (laughs) i honestly like it to be a surprise Mm. yes so that way i can see the look on your face when you see it have you ever seen the the subreddit oh my god becky look at this cock i've seen it a few (laughs) times yes it's a great one a great one there's scenes in porn where the woman sees the huge cock for the first time i love it (laughs) <laughs> oh just being black and looking up black porn you're gonna find that no matter what <laughs> that's true too yeah yep. <laughs> now what what would be your most memorable bull experience oh that's a good one honestly <laughs> i might be making a new one soon but 
if I'm looking at it from memory, I'm trying to think, trying to think. That's a damn shame. There's so many I'm trying to pick out. <laughs> I would say my favorite. My favorite. Okay, I got you. My favorite was answering an ad on Craigslist back when that was a thing. And it was for a couple at a dirty bookstore, old-fashioned porn store. They still had the theaters, the jerk-off booths, everything. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably the last one in that state that I'm in. <laughs> I, I put dollars to donuts. <laughs> but I'd been coming to this place for a while, and I didn't know that they had had even more secrets because I didn't realize there was just a room off to the side with a bed. And that's where I met this couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bit younger, so I'd say maybe 23, 24. Mm. And I came in and I could see that they were both, uh, they didn't show pictures. So I was prepared for whatever I got. <laughs> they're a bit, and they were a bit senior, but probably in their, I say the, the, I'd say the madam was in her 40s. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen had to be 50s or 60s. Okay. But as always, I came, I performed. She was voracious. Like, I was surprised that knowing her age and she was that spry. We've had a couple of rounds there, went our ways for the night. And later on, I had gotten another email from them and they had invited me to a hotel. Mm. And didn't recognize the address, but I showed up actually a pretty swanky hotel i was like oh uh they have money like that wow okay (laughs) get to the room it's a suite they've got pizza wine everything put on slow sensual music she starts dancing and then moves over to me and that's where that whole wrapping her her arms around my knees And just making my cock disappear over and over and over again. (laughs) She seduced you. She seduced me with her hunger. I'll be honest on that. Yeah. So, and it just became a regular occurrence. Now, unfortunately, bittersweet as it is, I did lose that connection. um, And I never got a reason why. We lost that connection, but Mm -hmm. neither here nor there. And that was over five years ago. Love it. Love it. Now, weirdest request from a couple. Weirdest request. Yes. Mm. Okay. I had a couple once who was... uh, very, very big on the whole breeding and just it, it goes back to a, a 
a sub a subgenre of like black porn that is like that new black world order thing. Mm-hmm. So they basically wanted me to fuck. If he wanted me to fuck his wife, didn't want me to fuck her raw. But also wanted me uh, wanted to keep the condom so that way he could impregnate her. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> See, uh, now, now, you make, now you're not making it any kind of fun for me. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have a similar story that <laughs> you'll I think you'll appreciate. So I I don't. I don't think that I explained this, at least on the podcast, but my former relationship, he was my cuck and he and I wanted me to just fuck black men. So the year of 2022, the beginning of it, I fucked a lot of black dudes and um, (laughs) he so he wanted the condom, not for impregnating, because I don't think that could work, right? Doesn't sperm like immediately die when it when it um, gets to a certain temperature? I think, I it think does. so. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not completely well versed yeah. on that, but either way, the shit wasn't going to work. No, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so my my cog wanted the condom, and so I tell this black man, I'm like, hey. Um, can I have that condom? And he's like, why? No, no, no. Actually, it wasn't my cuck. I was selling panties and stuff. And there were men that would buy the fucking condoms. And um, <clears throat> he, that was the first time he's heard that. And I'm, and we're just sitting there laughing and joking. And um, he's like, I'm trying to explain to him that there are some very submissive white males that think your cum is the nectar from the gods, you know, and we're just laughing about it. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I think these little fuckers, they're trying to clone the black man is what they're trying to do. I ain't giving them my DNA. <laughs> like he was all like had this big conspiracy theory, halfway joking, but I could feel like he had he was halfway not joking. <laughs> he, he like listen, every joke has a kernel of truth. <laughs> right. Um I, I just God, <laughs> that's a uh, uh, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a theory, sir. Hell, hell of a theory. Uh, <laughs> Let, let, let's see if Brimbridge Scholars has a uh, has some you know some kind of research to compile that. But right. uh, you 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 contact them and let me know later. Yeah, the way he was saying it though, he's like they're trying to clone the black man. Not ah, <laughs> something like that. Just strip me out. Um, so that this is actually a good segue actually into race play and the big black cock. The BBC. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel? And this used to be a favorite. I asked every black bull this question just because I love to hear the answer because I, I'm coming from, first of all, a woman and a white woman. So how do you <laughs> feel about the black man and BBC being fetishized specifically for white couples? 
because it is such a huge fetish, right? I mean, just BBC, yeah. um, you got the Black New World Order, Queen of Spades. Yeah, so that whole thing, that's probably why I jumped on that earlier yeah. during the bull segment, because yeah. that's, a, like I said, there is such a thing as positive racism. It, there is there is such a thing as a positive racist and a positive racism mm-hmm. there that exist and what that means is that you're completely ignoring the individual in lieu of what you favor about them or envy about them mm. now i personally have a fetish for objectification mm-hmm. whether it's me or someone else so make being more comfortable with that idea kind of comes with that uh, with that fetish. So I'm comfortable with the idea of having that as a aspect in a role play, but I dare you to actually bring that to me in real life. I'm not like and I know I can't have one without the other, but if you're very blatant, you're very ignorant about it. Mm. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, it's it's such an interesting topic to me because I mean I can say, and this is just for me, my personal opinions, my views, and I know it's not unpopular. <laughs> I know that. But black men and that, you know. I collected a lot of data this year. <laughs> I've collected a lot of data over A lot years. of data. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I bet you have. I like that. Black data. <laughs> but black men are, I would say, I would include the word seduction. They, The way a black man looks at me, if he's wanting, like if he's interested, is so fucking sexy. I feel like that uh prey i mean you know so there's that they know how to talk mm-hmm. to you in a seductive way compared to white men and they just fuck better not only the size we'll get to that but there's something <laughs> can you tell i'm passionate um uh yeah <laughs> they're there's some, I, I, the only thing I can think, it's got to be something in the hips. There's got to be some scalp, like something in the skeleton that's different <laughs> or something. I don't know, but. Black- like the, like <laughs> Chubb said on Happy Gilmore, it's all in yeah. the hips. It's all in the hips. Yes. Like I said. Yes. It's just, it is it's just a, woo. Um, yeah. So anyways. I, Back to your question while you fan yourself. <laughs> Thank you. I get a little distracted. Um, where was I going with that? See, I've completely lost where I was going. Thinking about them hips. Now back to the plot. <laughs> yes. Back to the plot. Back to earth. Um, it's just, it's, so it is a fetish. Um it is a preference, you know, just like you could say, well, I really like Asian girls. I mean, fuck, Asian girls are really hot. Like, you know, but they're, 
I haven't I haven't tried the flavor, but I can damn sure <laughs> say I've appraised from afar. <laughs> yeah. So does it make you feel any sort of way, I guess, as a black man to hear a white woman say what I just said? I'll ask it that way. To me personally, I mean, it turns me on because I know the history. And I, if, and with taboo topics like that being something that I enjoy because of just, yeah, it's wrong. And I know this goes back to that old cliche, but I like it just because of how wrong it is. And it's, it's, it's weird if it's done with a certain level of hunger, like if you, if you can make me believe that you believe what the fuck you're saying. And you're that turned on by it? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to respond to that. <laughs> I'd be stupid not to, in my humble opinion. Wait, what's the cliche? The cliche of, I like it. Taboo is good. Like that whole thing, like, I know it's wrong, but it just feels so mm. good because gotcha. of it's wrong, being wrong. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And, you know... Just to give you some insight, every time I had asked a black man that question, there's not really any feelings behind, you know, it's just like, hey, I think it's cool. I mean, it's, you know, there, there really wasn't any discussion. And then, so then my mind wanders. I wonder if it's because I'm a white woman, you know, so what you, what he would have to say, does he knows I'm not going to understand it. It's just, just interesting. You know, I like to pick and analyze. <laughs> I know you're very, very much a, a tinkerer. Yes. Um, so, you know, we, we've talked a little about race play, like race play, right? So mm -hmm. race play, you know, is when you, you take race of people and you, you fetishize it. You like how I'm owning that word now? <laughs> No, yes. I have to say, we were. I was talking to Black Sun the other day, and I was trying to say that word, and I, I it's a tongue twister, <laughs> tongue twister for me, and um, now I can say it, fetish, fetishize. <laughs> and now, um, if I, and I'll help you with one more realization: what? the eyes that you like being looked at so much, fetish yes, eyes. Yes, there you go. Yes, he helped me. He helped me say that word. Um, so what do you like about race play particularly? Race play beforehand, I'd say before I became more comfortable and a more dominant persona, I enjoyed the submissiveness of what it might be to be a black slave, a black objectification. Hmm. And like I said, even though I knew it was wrong, it turned me on to some kind of extent. Mm -hmm. And, well, not some kind, to an extreme kind. Mm -hmm. But, again, that was me not doing too much research on my own people. And now, after doing that and gaining that different perspective, it's now, and as well as that dominant persona, now, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm definitely going to enjoy it, but I'm going to be the one in charge. Mm. 
I see. Taking I'm, back the I power. Have, yeah, I'm still going to be, yeah, I'm going to be taking back that power, a little bit of reprimation and not, uh, doesn't get, doesn't mean, doesn't mean I still don't have those submissive fantasies. Oh yeah, I do. But you're going to have to dig for that. You're going to have to work for it. And if you can find, and if you can find it under all of that, well, well, goddamn, you earned it. Yeah, I like that. Um, so okay, so you like that it feels wrong, and actually, I'm the same way. If you ask me that, um, that's the same thing. I remember the first time that someone had asked me to say the N word in an audio. I was like, okay, well, he consented, so you know, I'm not going to feel bad about it, and. When I said mm-hmm. it for the first time, like in a sexual setting, it turned me on. Like I was like, fuck, I was surprised. And I think it's because I realized I'm like you, sometimes just saying things because they're so fucking wrong feels good. That taboo aspect. So fun. It's so fun. Um, <laughs> so as a black man... How do you feel about that N word and race play? Again, everything behind closed doors, but as long as there's some kind of discussion, mm, yeah, doesn't bother me. Yes, doesn't bother me. But I promise you, if you say it in front of, if you're with me and you say it in front of someone who is black or you say it in front of anyone in my family, I will not protect you. That is your, we, again, it's, it's, it, 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 that word, at least in that type of thing is a certain level of trust. Hmm. Like I'm trusting Hmm. you with this one time for one time scenario privilege. Yes. Yeah. And it makes no sense out of the bedroom, right? Like, no, yeah, you're just hanging out and yeah, makes no sense. Um, now in the bedroom, God, I don't know what it is. It's so hot, <laughs> you know, when you're, and it's gotta, for me, it would have to be a certain kind of mood too. a certain kind of. Mood. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's that mood where you've gotten fucked to the point where you've lost all your senses. So yeah, of course you're going to say something crazy. <laughs> now. Matt, this is personally, I love this question. <laughs> so just answer it however you want to, because I know you're a man and you're like, I don't give a shit. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. So it's that BBC, it's that big black cock. Does size matter? Personally, <laughs> to me, no. <laughs> <laughs> it don't you've that's a thing i i grew up having large hands i for the longest time didn't think i had a goddamn thing to offer so <laughs> instead of falling back on just size being a thing for me i wanted to focus on technique mm. Wanted to focus on technique, wanted to focus on learning about what spots make good, make someone feel good, all falls back into why I like seduction. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then 
I became the, I grew to the age where I realized, and I actually measured myself. And I've, I, I, I realized I had a decent size, but now I had all of this knowledge and all this technique to work with. So from everybody else between black lovers that were before me, not shitting on them, but you wasn't hitting it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, what you're saying is making sense because I know that with uh, black, you know, with my data collected this year, <laughs> there is one man. <laughs> there is one man and they were all about the same size, you know, all very well endowed. But there was one that every time I left him, I was feeling that deep inside near that cervix for days and i like that feeling okay i like that feeling being a size queen yeah it's yeah it's that feeling that that throbbing the next day that you that you feel and it just gives you a happy tingle and a warm memory yeah and if you're really if you're really using your hips you'll know how to stir that shit up too Yes, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he knew what he was doing because, and uh, yeah, he would make me scream. Um, Your body can move in more directions than just back and forth, people. I <laughs> promise you. Preach, preach, Black Sun. <laughs> now, slut to slut. That's what I'm calling this segment because I'm going to ask every single person these same questions. Do you consider yourself a slut, Black Sun? Absolutely. (laughs) What does that mean to you? To me, a slut is someone who is very unashamed of their sexuality and Mm -hmm. also not afraid to tell you about their sexuality. That doesn't mean that they're disrespectful because there are some respectful sluts. I would consider myself a respectful slut. (laughs) I love it. But, but... Yeah, they just they're not they're not apologetic to explain their sexuality, talk about their sexuality and go after what they want. I love it. I love it. I couldn't say that any better. Um now what turns you on? Now, ladies, I mean, if you want to seduce Blackstone, you better be listening very closely, right? If you learned any <laughs> lessons from this podcast, <laughs> you know that you should be paying attention right now and noting. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I would say what turns me on is if we're going for a feeling, a desperation for me. Uh, I hate to say that a worship kink has been instilled in me, but fuck it. I've started to actually come into my confidence in myself. So I can do with a bit of worship every now and again. I'm not going to be mad at that. And uh, But if we're talking about a physical, actual fetish fetish thing, I would say food play isn't astronomically hot thing to me it ties into my love of exhibitionism my love of good food my love of sweets and my love of 
eating. I like to perform oral. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. I love <laughs> oral. I won't say my tongue is my best feature when it comes to a sexual, you know, resume, but mm-hmm. it's definitely the one that I get to enjoy the most because it's just good for me. Mm. So whipped cream, fruit, anything like that, make yourself a dessert for me, and I promise you I will devour every bit. Love that. So primal, Black Sun. Yum. <laughs> now, what if yeah, no, what if ahead. I took that whipped cream and put it on your big black cock, though? Is that still enjoyable? Oh, that ties right back into worship because I have. If I ask you, uh, if I ask it of you, I'd be more than happy to do the same thing. <laughs> and I've got ideas, so trust me, I'll make it special. Gotcha, with a cherry on top. <laughs> cherry holiday love. <laughs> All right, so we've got listener questions. We're going to get through quickly here. Mm-hmm. These are questions for you. What do you okay. find attractive in a woman? In a woman. Um, again, going to give two answers. Um, for a feeling, I find confidence isn't a big thing for me. But if I'm being real honest, I just have a, I have a thing for goofballs. Someone who's funny and who can still be funny in the sack, too. Mm. That's kind of a rare thing for me. Yeah. I've I've had a girl riding on top of me and, well, I'm, I'm stealing this move from a friend of mine because he had it first with his, um, lover, but the same thing happened where I told someone a joke and they laughed so hard while I was inside them that kind of came. So it's (laughs) one of those things. (laughs) Like if he's listening to this because I told him about this, yeah, I'm not stealing this from you, but uh, I just didn't tell you about this story after it happened because I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But um, for a physical thing, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too attracted to slender women. Um, petite women are okay, and you know that's more of a treat, but that's not a reality to the area I'm around. So I've gotten, I've always had it, but I, I have a very big love for thicker women because. Honestly, they can just take the punishment. I don't feel like I'm going to break them if I go all out. And it it is that all that cushion is very nice, whether sat on my lap or on my face. Wow. <laughs> okay. Love mm-hmm. it. Um what's in your sexual bucket list? That's a that's a long one. I think I'll give my top five. I think 
I think the top five on the bucket list is I would love, love, love to uh, love to be a part of a very large scale gangbang, but not one that I have to actually participate with. I would love to just set that up. That's a that's a sexual bucket list thing, and I would say that's probably number five. Yum. I love that. Would you have, would you have like, um, the last, the last run when everyone's gone or the first one? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I, trust me. I'm going to be in there in between things, but I will be the last one in and out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Number four. I would say number four. I've gotten to, indulge in a little bit of uh, exhibitionism and everything throughout my life. Uh, just kind of getting together with people and just, yeah. But there is a thing where I would like to actually be able to take advantage of a couple of acres of land and uh, really, really dig into that hunter-prey fantasy that I have for, I've had for a while. Um, just something where I can chase someone down and fuck them into, uh, and fuck them into the dirt. That's, uh, that's one I really would like to have fulfilled before I die. You know, you're hitting a certain level with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. Sorry. <laughs> rape, rape me into the ground. I recently said that in a script and I was like, that's pretty hot. Rape me into the ground. <laughs> That's just the, that's just the thing for me. Um, just growing up uh, with a lot of nature around me, a lot of I, I consider myself not a furry, but very wolf esque as far as nature. So take yeah. that as you will. Uh, so that's for three. Would actually like to be in a. Big time porn production, whether it's for anal vids or any of those. Uh, oh God, I would love to be on Kink.com for just Ooh. one video. Yes, that's that's a that would and not be not even for the sex. Just those, I would love to just pick those people's minds. Yeah. So that's still a sexual. That's still a sexual bucket list thing for me. Mm. Public disgrace. I can see on that one. Yeah, I can see you on the very same one. But that's three. So two, two is a little bit more personal. But there's someone in my life that I constantly hear them talk about individuals. Constantly, constantly. And honestly... I, I I want I, I before I die I really want one chance to just kind of rock her world just once just once to be a good memory to her. I think that would probably be a and I don't and I mean it wouldn't be anything that would ever have to happen again. It wouldn't be anything that I would see changing our relationship as who we are. But I would. Definitely, definitely put that as a bucket list thing. 
And number one bucket list? Fuck it. I doubt it'll happen, but fuck it. I just want a Futanari of my own for one fucking night. <laughs> I doubt it'll ever happen. But that's just something that's, if it's going to top it, it's going to top it because of how not existent it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, it's a bucket list, right? I say keep it on. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm realistic, but still hopeful. Right. <laughs> All right. So this next question is for you, Black Sun. What are three pieces of advice you can share for people who want to learn the art of seduction? I'm sorry, can you give me that one more time, B? Three pieces of advice for people who want to learn the art of seduction. Three pieces of advice. Well, I mean, honestly, if you didn't get if you didn't get them through here, uh, I'll go ahead and maybe just try and re-outline my points a little bit more clearly. I was gonna say, do a TLDR. Three points. <laughs> <laughs> so. I will say that three points would be uh, would be listening to your individual. Like I said, listen in and don't waste that opportunity or act stupid when that opportunity comes to show them that you have been paying attention. So that's one and two. Listen, and when the opportunity comes, show them that you've paid attention. Especially if they think you haven't. Um, and the third one, I would say the more research you do on how to make people feel good, the more you figure out how you want that, uh, how you want to be, uh, want to feel good. So that ties back in seduction with you gaining more knowledge on that so you have more avenues to try because like i said just because everybody not, not everybody's going to have the same list of kinks not everybody's going to have the same list of andro- uh, erogenous zones that actually hit them like that for some it could be a bite on the shoulders for the other ones it could be a trailing of your fingers down their spine for another it could be a firm grip to the inner thighs the more you know, the more you can try, the more you pay attention and see what actually works versus what just kind of tickles. Got it. Now, was that three? Sorry. Uh, it, it was, I, compi- I compiled that, I split up that idiom I said into one and two. Got Okay, gotcha. Um, now, this this was a two-parter what three don'ts you would advise wait i think there's a typo there yeah what are three don'ts for seducers to avoid i would say what to avoid is making an assumption uh don't make an assumption that just because somebody that you messed with before is going to have the same things that they like still comes by. So don't make that assumption and try to act on it. And don't try to move too quickly with your seduction. It's, it doesn't ever work out well. Trying to force it and everything completely throws off the whole vibe you're going for. Mm-hmm. 
That's a one. I offer two. As far as seduction, honestly, the don'ts aren't too extensive. I'm trying to actually come up with a don't because it it all comes back to awareness. Yeah. As long as you as long as you don't try to as long as you don't try to be something you're not, don't try to like don't try to be a big dominant person if that's not how you can behave. Yes. Yeah. Find find what works for you. That's the best way to do it. If because once you find out what works for you, if you want to try and learn how to be something else or want to branch out your, you know, sexual persona in that way, at least then you got a foundation to return back to. And three, honestly, three, I will give this to women. Don't assume that just because you sucked one dude's dick to completion one way that it's going to translate to every dick. Yeah. Or just in, in that, in that, in that, and that's for everything. Mm, yeah like your it. your 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 male is just as deep and multifaceted as you there are things that he would like that he would need to feel that same level of seduction and it would cost you to be doing the same amount of effort as him mm-hmm. yeah so don't get complacent and think you can just throw a picture up and everything and, oh, well, you should be ready by now. No, there are some <laughs> men that just that shit don't fucking work. Yeah. Yes. And that I like that's who I'm interested in, the men that want me to work for it. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. I love this next question. Um what signs do you look for as warnings that might make you break off trying to seduce someone? Oh, that's a good. Well, for one, if you, a big warning is if you have someone who is so selfish that they, ex, they just expect that without any give back. Mm. That's a big sign. Mm, yeah. if, they, if they expect that, if they expect that in this intimate setting, it's going to blossom out through the rest of their choices from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. And then next question, another great one. Uh, do you see this as a straight fetish or more of more as a way of life? For me? It's a way of, it's a way of life in the fashion that it's a way, it's how I romance. Mm-hmm. But can it be seen as a straight fetish from anybody else? I honestly don't think so, if I'm being 100%. Seduction's too personal to be a straight fetish. I yeah. mean, we're all talking about sex here, but... Seduction, like I've tried to outline, is a lot more intimate. It, it it requires knowing the intimate details of somebody that more often than not they don't want to actively voice. 
Yeah. That yeah. That 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 don't sound like a fetish to me. Yeah. I can agree it with that. It almost sounds like a study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and this next question is <laughs> how many creators have you gotten off with or two within the pervert paradise server? Enough. <laughs> What'd you say? Enough. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Yeah. It, okay. Is that your answer? Yep. That's my answer. Okay. Enough. My answer, because this one was for both of us, I, I really mm-hmm. did think about it. And I've made many of dicks come, <laughs> many. But I think I've only been intimate with maybe three. As in intimate for myself, you know, my, my own desires. I counted. I think it's just three. Three Mm. out of however many, almost (laughs) 8,000. Yeah. No, and I kind of, I already, I knew you had yours and I'll be honest, my, my, uh, my group's a lot smaller, but y'all like, y'all like jumping on people when they, uh, aren't exactly in a position to fight back too. Don't don't be putting y'all. <laughs> You've had a hand in it. Don't act like you haven't. <laughs> I got a long memory, B. <laughs> now, these last two are going to be Miss B. Um, and someone asked, has anyone approached you in real life and said they recognize you? No, that's never happened. Sometimes I do, if a man looks at me a certain way, is like looking for a while and he keeps looking back. I do wonder if he's like, oh, I've seen her online. <laughs> like, I, I do I'll, wonder. I'll, that. I'll, answer, I'll answer you that. That ain't him wondering. That's him checking you out. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. I'm terrible at that. Unless, like I said, unless it's a black man, they're very forward. And I like that and appreciate that. Um. Like when you, when a black man looks at you seductively, there's no question what he's doing. Well, you, you can't really. It's not. It's not hard to read that face. No. Oh, uh, I'm making it right now. <laughs> now, how many? This next question was: How many creators did you folks play on Syncats or other big service sites like that? Um. I personally have a huge problem with it. I mean, yes, I am judging. I will say I'll judge. I, I don't think it's cool when girls go on Syncats or Night Flirt, whatever, phone sex sites and use um, fake pictures to do different characters. Um, but, but that's how I operate. Like for me and my service, when you're calling me, you're going to get Miss B, which is me, the slut next door, which is me, <laughs> you know, like I don't like to play roles. Now I can't play into fetishes, but you know, I, I guess that's part of my, um, uh, what's the word black. So what am I trying to say? That's part of my appeal, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. is that I'm not, it's part, it's part of, yeah, I'm just, just a normal, Lady, I'm just a slut, 
you know, a normal lady who's a, I'm a, I'm the slut next door. <laughs> like I explained. Let me, let, I'll go ahead and clean it up for you. It's the fact that it's the fact that you're so you come off as so normal. You come off as so not a slut. But in all honesty, you are. You're almost a classic business type woman who does too fucking much to the point they're stressed the fuck out. And all they really need is some good dick so that way they can get back to work. <laughs> Sound about right? Um, A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so... Yeah, to the question, I played one person that was Miss B. So there's that question. And then that wraps it up. So Black Sun, there is there like anything you would like listeners to do if they want to know more about you besides listen to this podcast? Uh, unfortunately, I don't have too much of anything in the form of books or shit like that, but if oh, you I guys mean, do have questions. I mean you. I don't think, oh, just me, me? Yeah, like if they wanted to, you know, like I know you're not like, okay, like I interviewed Katie. If you want to find Katie, go follow follow her on Twitter. Like, <laughs> do you have anything? Not yet. I'll gotcha. uh, I'll be sure to let you know when I do. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. So, um, that wraps up our conversation, Black Sun. Thank you so much. It's been a lovely time and an even lovelier conversation. Yes. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Black Sun. Next week, stay tuned because I have a very, very exciting story to share with you guys. One of my friends that is going to tell you how he fucked his real life sister and sus fucking guys we're gonna talk about it <laughs> now and also don't forget if you want to interact with the slut next door please come join us in our discord server you can get there by typing discord d-i-s-c-o-r-d dot g-g slash slut next door I really hope to see you there. We um, we interact, we chat. I ask listener questions there. And we have some porn channels that are just chock full of some really hot porn. So, again, thanks for listening and see you guys next time. <laughs>